It is Thursday night, and it is time for your shot of Raven's Heart. This is Glenn, and you know what? This is the start of season five. Uh, you know, there's some people that say that contemporary Christian music, especially Christian rock, waters down the power of the gospel. Yeah, you know, this might be true in a few cases, but there is a remnant of rock musicians who are moving in power with a heart of praise. And tonight we're going to get to speak to one of those bands that I consider to be part of this remnant, and they're known as the Midnight Wedding. I'd like to welcome all of our viewers and look what we've got here. We've got Caitlin and Brandon Turlack from the Midnight Wedding with us. And for everybody that's watching tonight on the live stream, either on Facebook Live or on YouTube Live, go ahead and send us your comments and they'll respond. And hey, don't forget to subscribe and ring the little bell because that helps us out and that helps the band out. And Brandon, Caitlin, guess what? You, you're a first on the Raven's Heart live stream because we started getting comments last night so let's pull it up and we've got here he is it's robert and he says cannot wait so <laughs> thank you robert yeah <laughs> yeah i am so excited to have you all on the live stream and you know your music i've been listening to you guys for several years it's raw and it's powerful but intermingled in all the raw and the power of your rock music, there is a heart of praise. How did this mixture of rock with praise come about? Um, well, both of us, well, he enjoys probably more the rock side of music. And so he brings a lot of that, as you can tell from the music he sings most, or he leads most of the rock music. Um, and then for me, I bring more of the praise because I've always just loved the melodic and um, just pretty, pretty sounding music. Um, so I think it's a good blend because because we both bring both um, different sides of it. Yeah, it's a wonderful mixture. When I first found your music, I shared it with a friend of mine and I played it for him. And he's like, dude, they're praising. I mean, he said that right <laughs> out loud. He's like, they're praising. He's like, that's praise. I love that. That's awesome stuff. <laughs> yeah. And the song that really kind of best demonstrates that mixture of rock and praise, and this is, to me, is the song that you released in 2019 entitled Powerless. And I really kind of want to do a deep dive in that song, but can you share with us, what is that song about? Yeah, so um, I'll explain it since I wrote it with Josiah, um, Josiah Prince. Uh, he's our producer. But we wrote it together, and it's literally just about not letting Satan win, rendering him powerless. Um, and it's just a reminder of who I am 
in Christ and not allowing that to ever change. I love it. I love it because that's what this is really all about when you boil it all down. I saw right. uh, Brandon at the beginning just smiling with the ravens and the flames <laughs> and everything at the beginning. But really what this is all about is it's about Jesus and it's about glorifying him and really exalting the work that he's done on the cross. That's why we're here. If if it's about anything else, I really don't want anything to do with it. But that's why we're here. So was there a particular experience in either of your lives that really inspired that song? Brandon, do you want to take? Um, I mean, for me, like the song "Powerless," it, it, it comes from a whole different meaning for me, just because of the fact that, like I said, Caitlin wrote it with Josiah, um, and they wrote it during one of their writing sessions. Um, and but for me, like whenever I hear that song, when I sing that song, um, when we're prepping and getting ready to play that song live, like it, it just draws me back to the fact that after all that has happened in my life, after all that has happened through the, the valleys, the mountains, the walkway, God is still in control. And no matter what the world says, no matter what the enemy says, no matter what your friends or, or people who uh, tend to, you know, tell you that you can't be used anymore by God, it's all powerless under the blood of Jesus Christ. Everything that the enemy meant for your failure, God is using for your success. And that to me is what powerless is really truthfully about. And, you know, we could end the live stream right there with that and have everybody just go back and rewind and listen to that. That, I mean, that, that preaches. And you hear that in the song. And for our viewers and listeners, this is Powerless by The Midnight Wedding. no longer holds a place 
When I cry out His holy name, death no longer holds a place. When I cry out my Savior's name. There's just so much there. When I was listening to it again this afternoon before we were uh, getting ready to go online, something else hit me about that song is, yes, there's the element of praise in there, but that is a declaration song. That is a song of declaration. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, you know what? My life would probably go a whole lot better if I just declared that when those stupid thoughts started getting in my mind. And I love how the melodies there, it just sticks in your head. It's like, man, that is a gut punch to the demonic realm. A uh, couple questions about the video, because there's some things in there that I find very, very interesting, um, especially towards the end. And I know I didn't have this on the outline, but I just want to see if there was any rhyme or reason behind it. Towards the end, the the purple foliage and everything in the background, was there a reason for the purple, for the lilac colors at the end? Or was it that did it just happen to be that that was out there at the time or it looked pretty? Um. So it's funny. I haven't watched this video in a while. So I always like, I like going back, um, but it's hard to watch myself in the video. Um, <laughs> it's, it's always uncomfortable. But anyway, um, that I think was Joel Burris who he made or directed the video. I think because it's supposed to, when I go underneath the water in the bathtub and come back out, I'm in this like creek water because it's like a Narnia. Like I okay. disappeared into a different part you know, yeah. a different area. Am I explaining that, Brandon, the right way? That's how yeah, I think I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, it was the, and then you know, yeah. sorry. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm not done. Hold on. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically, and then I come back, you know, to the bathtub and like, it's, it's basically like, I don't know if uh, it's dark because it's about somebody wanting to end their life pretty much is what that whole thing is symbolizing. Um, and, and that's when you come back up and smash the mirror. Cause you're like, I'm not going back there. That's yeah. not going to, that's not going to be me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it's definitely about like you know, the shame that was meant to kill us um, because of grace, that shame is now being put to death. And so that was kind of what was being transparent in that, that music video is we're so burdened by shame, so burdened by guilt, and the devil wants us to end. But when met with grace, the devil is defeated. That is awesome. 
That is awesome. The video, uh, a lot of the imagery in it and the way that you do the video, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's very Camelot-esque to me. Uh, the power metal band Camelot, uh, their video for My Confession, and I sit and I watch that video and listen to the lyrics and and weep. And hey, we got a comment. Uh, Jermaine from Tricord has joined us this evening. Jermaine, welcome to the live stream. Hey, hey, we have the Midnight Wedding with us. So um, yeah, very Camelot-esque in the, in the imagery and, and what you, I think you're redeeming what's there or kind of putting a context to some of the things that they try to show in, in, in their videos. Yeah. And uh, I've always been just in awe that God saved their former lead singer, Roy Kahn. You know, and he, mm. he's a believer now, and it's, it's just a wonderful thing. And one of the themes in this song that just really sticks out to me because it's something that I struggle with, even though it doesn't appear so on the outside, I have a good way of right. hiding emotions, is that struggle between faith and fear. Why, you know, and we, we, we just kind of throw faith and fear around a lot. It's like, yeah, I have faith or I'm fearful, but we really don't think of the depth of it. And the two of them are incompatible. And from your walk with the Lord, why is it that faith and fear, they just don't, they just don't mix? Um, so, I mean, Paul puts it the best, right? He talks about it in Romans chapter seven, right? So the struggle between the flesh and and what we know is the truth, which is the struggle between doing what's right and still wanting to do what's right, but then still doing what's wrong, you know? And Paul, Paul really descri- describes that about the battle and the war within us that we're constantly facing and that we're constantly going through. And it, it's something that, that I think every Christian, if we're really truthfully honest, it's something that we have all all dealt with or deal with or or sometimes we're good at some days and then some days we're really bad at, you know, and this is just that kind of that declaration of like, hey, it's OK to struggle with that because grace is there. Grace overcomes everything. And, and even in those moments of doubt, even in those moments of fear and those moments of pain, Jesus Christ is still walking with you because he already knew that you would struggle with these things. and yet He still called you by name. Wow. And Jermaine says he is a Midnight Wedding fan. Thank you, Jermaine. That is awesome. (laughs) This song really made me step back and consider, and I dedicated one of my mornings of scripture study to faith and fear to dive into it a little bit deeper. And the Lord took me to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 where it says, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking this thing through in my mind a little bit. It's like, okay, your song is powerless. It's about having power over fear, over the powers of darkness. But when we are walking in the spirit of fear, and that's just not a thought, there is a spirit of fear. Okay, There is a demonic entity that is a spirit of fear. It takes away our power. Okay. And I dove into it. I was like, what's this word power? What are we talking about here? And the Greek word for it is dunamis. And it means miraculous power and strength and a worker of miracles. So yes, it's the working of miracles, but it's also if you're paralyzed, you can't do the great exploits that God's called you to do. And I mean, just think of Joshua. If he walked in fear, he would have never taken Jericho. Look look at Gideon. If he walked in fear and most... Mm -hmm today would not walk in that level of faith. And I think that's really where God wants to get us back to. And that's why that song is so 
powerful. I mean, this, the, the title of the song is powerless, right. but it's a, it's a powerful song. So you guys. <laughs> we we are, like to play with the words. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's awesome. You know, and it's the same thing that that's done in second Timothy. It's the pro- play with words. You know, if you're walking yeah. in power, there will be no fear. But if you're giving over to that spirit of fear, which is a real entity, uh, you're going to be paralyzed and you're not going to be able to do anything anything at all. Yeah. I hope that's a word of encouragement to somebody who's who's watching or listening to this edition. At the core of the band is your relationship as husband and wife. How did this come about? Was it <laughs> was it the midnight wedding first or was it the marriage and the relationship or did it all happen at once? Do tell us, give us the deets on the romance story. <laughs> um, well, yeah, go yeah. ahead. So Caitlin and I met in Nashville um, when I had moved down there and I was going through an extremely difficult season of my life, um, both as a Christian, as a person. I was I was really kind of struggling with things and I was still playing music and Caitlin had come along and started singing with us. And um, as my season kind of kept growing, growing farther into that valley, like uh, so much happened and changed for my life that Caitlin and I um, like she became my best friend like through that season through that time I felt like God kind of moved her into that place where she became my best friend she still is my best friend and um, (laughs) it it was it it was just kind of crazy and so we started we started singing and playing music together and we started uh, started a band um, that we were in for quite quite a few years um, and uh, known as Waiting for Ravens and then that band ended, um, and we, he, he uh, loves Ravens. He loves dude. Us. You and I need to hang out. Everything over here is Ravens. <laughs> well, even if you if you notice in a lot of uh, the logo stuff with our our our, there's still the Raven. It's still there. Um, yes. Yep. But uh, we um, we we got to this place where like we're like god we're not really sure what we're doing so we kind of stopped doing music for a period of like six months and then it was like christmas of um 2018 and god really started pressing upon our hearts get back out there sing for me play grace has found you don't give up and so we we we, me and her just got, got in contact with Josiah, who he, we had written music with before. And we're like, okay, like we're ready to start doing this thing. We don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we just started writing with him again. And one night got, we just felt like, okay, we need to start a band again, but we really felt that the band should just be me and Caitlin. And um, we're going to hire in uh, a bunch of musicians. And when um, we have a full-time drummer, Mike, he's our drummer. Uh, we love Mike, but um we were praying about it, asking what God wanted to wanted us to do. And we felt in our hearts that he, he, we, our marriage meant something to us. So we felt like that needed to be a part of it, but at the same time, the marriage to God needed to be part of it. And so um, we were researching through the Bible kind of reading and stumbled upon Mark where uh, the Bible verse that says the bridegroom will return uh, for his bride at midnight. And so I was, we we're like the midnight wedding. And so that's, that's how it stuck. And that, that was the birth of it. Yeah, that and, and then obviously the wedding part, the midnight wedding, right. But it also alludes to our marriage because we wanted to kind of put that in there. Um, so yeah, it definitely it was, 
it was a friendship before we got into um, the Minute Wedding, but we've been doing music together since we've pretty much uh, not known each other because we knew each other for a, a couple of years before we ever did music together. But okay, yeah, okay. Oh, that is so wonderful. And you know that uh, that um, reference to a Midnight Wedding in Scripture. Uh, when you go back and take a look at ancient Jewish culture back in the time of Jesus, he always applied things to the way things were culturally done so people would understand it. Mm -hmm. uh, there were three parts to a wedding back then. There was the betrothal with the dowry. And then the second part was the actual the wedding. And the way that it happened is they happened at midnight. The bridegroom with his friends, male friends, would get um, t torches. They'd light the torches. Okay, the the bride would know, and the bridesmaids, her friends, would know, and they'd be ready. The the other ones, and they would do a parade down the street to the bride's house to go get the bride at midnight. So, That's and that Brandon. Why yeah. didn't you do that for me? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, I think if we tried that today, a lot of people probably get arrested. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> hey, we got another comment for Jermaine. He says, that's awesome, man. I know what it feels like knowing you're gifted and called, uh, but want to give up and do other things. However, there's always that still small voice that beckons you. Amen so I knew that's where the name came from. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So awesome. yeah. Yeah. So anybody who wants to do with wedding torches, parade, things like that, just, just give me a call and we'll, we'll see what we can, we'll, <laughs> make, arrange. It, make, it we'll make, we'll make it happen. And the, the midnight wedding. And then the last part. Okay. So they would do that at midnight. The third part was the marriage supper or the marriage feast. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was actually broken up into three parts. Let me ask you this question. And you've kind of touched upon it a little bit, but how has working together as husband and wife as a ministry team, how has that enhanced your marriage? And how would you say that your um, ministry has been enhanced by your marriage as well? What power and what blessing have you seen in that? Well, I think for both of us, because we both share the love of music, um, it's really easy to minister together and it's like I thought about doing a side project at one point and just the thought of doing it on my own is actually really scary. And I, I really enjoy doing everything with Brandon. So mm -hmm. uh, our hope is to only have to do this together and always get to minister and travel together um, and sing together. So that's yeah. a hope for the future. But um, yeah, it's definitely, it's awesome because I get to spend, my time with my best friend. So. Yeah. that And like I said, that for me, I mean, Keelan really truthfully is my best friend. Like she's the person that I talk, she's second to one. She's only second to Christ. Right. And so, it, you know, I get to, I get to go to him with everything. And then I feel like she's kind of just that, that other part that God gave me here on this earth that I, I get to lean on. And <laughs> I'm so thankful for, for what God has done because, you know, my story ever since I, ever since I started believing in Christ has been definitely, Definitely lots of valleys, lots of mountains, a lot of failings, a lot of mistakes, but God sh has shown me more grace than I could possibly imagine. And I, I feel like a piece of that, a part of that was given, part of that grace was given to me when, uh, when I was able to fall in love with Caitlin. And so 
Uh, you know, like I, I'm so thankful that I get to sing and play and share the stage, uh, with Caitlin, that we get to share our heart and our love for the Lord with people and that, and that we both come from a place where we understand that grace is the most powerful thing in this planet. And, and that we have the opportunity to share our testimonies, our scars, our pain, our failures, and show what God can do because Mm -hmm. grace isn't grace. Grace isn't fair. It's very unfair when it comes to worldly standards, right? The world and human, human eyes, they want justice. They want vengeance. But grace stays that. It sets the murderer free. It forgives the liar. It restores the adulterer. It it saves the drug addict. Like everything that where we're like, oh, they should get what they deserve. Grace says, no, I'm going to give them freedom. I'm going to give them salvation. And all they have to do is come to Jesus Christ. And the fact that we get to tell that story together, I, I, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Okay. And she's my best friend. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks best friend. <laughs> what wisdom would you give and what advice would you give to married couples that are either ministering together or seeking to minister together? What, what golden nugget can you provide such couples with? I think that just follow the vision that you both have. Make sure you take into account that because for, for us, we started off and, you know, um, Brandon, you know, he, I let him lead of course. And, and I like it that way. Um, as I was telling you before this, he deals with the business side of stuff. So like, that's a different story, but, um, just the fact that we kind of started out where it was more of a rock band than it was rock and worship. Mm-hmm. And over the years, you know, I felt like um, something was missing because my heart is really into the praise and worship side where, right. you know, he, he does like that. It's not that he doesn't like it or he doesn't want to do that. It's just that was more of my calling is how, how do I worship is through the, like I said, the more melodic and slower stuff. And I like a good rock song, but I, that's how I worship. And for him, he can worship through the rock songs more so then I say I do. Because um, I think it's just, you know, it's a personal preference. Music mm-hmm. is very personal. Um, but yeah, I think just listening because we we, be, we became the Midnight Wedding through the mutual um, vision that we both have. And we finally, that's why once we, we came um, upon the Midnight Wedding, I was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is the band I've been wanting. You know, this is the music, the sound. It's everything I've been wanting. And so I think it just got better because we both agreed on it. That's what I was going to say. You both agreed. You came into agreement. It wasn't like, no, we're going to do a rock band. Right. No, we're going to do a uh, yeah. you know, praise band. Right. It's kind of like Reese's Pieces. You know, you put the uh, the peanut butter with the chocolate together and you get this wonderful combination. And yeah. you can tell that. And it's really that intertwining of, you know, two people becoming one flesh and it being released as one in the midnight yeah. wedding. It's so beautiful to see and the, the power that's there. And that is the, that is the power of what you're doing. God is blessing that agreement that you both have with each other. And it's, mm-hmm. it shows okay. in 2020, you got to do a track with Dawn Michelle from Fireflight, one of my favorite <laughs> bands. And the title of the track was Set Me Free. How did that come about? And what was it like working with Dawn? 
Um, well, so the same time that we were recording our for, first full-length album, um, Josiah was in the studio recording Fireflight as well. Um, and it, it's kind of it's 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 so crazy how it's a full circle story for for us because Fireflight was actually one of the very first Christian bands that Caitlin started listening to, um, yep. <laughs> and. We like I'm a huge disciple fan, and I was like, "Oh, it'd be great if we get Kevin on the record," and we did. And I was like, "It would be also great if we got a feature for one of Caitlin's songs." And um, and he was like, "Hey, I'm in the studio right now with Fireflight," and we we're like, "Wait, what? That's amazing!" And so. <laughs> Uh, he talked to Dawn about it, and she was more than happy to do it. Um, and we're also very excited because here in the next month, uh, we'll actually be releasing the music video for that song. So, oh, awesome. Dawn, and Dawn came back, and she filmed the music video with Caitlin and her together, and it's just, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. And the funny, I was going to say, the funny thing about it is that's the first time I met her. So she did her part separately <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like we've had this song for i don't know maybe over a year and then i finally met her and i'm like yeah it's nice to actually meet you in person <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've uh fireflight for me um i came out of a very strict religious environment for 13 years and fireflight was the first christian rock band i was like whoa i was like this stuff is good. And I actually had the opportunity to see them live in Charleston several years oh, later. Awesome. And I didn't know what to do with myself because I wasn't quite walking closely with the Lord at the time. And they're rocking out and I want to get up. And go, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to, but I feel like you went at a bar or, uh, or another concert venue. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I got all these church people around me, so I'm going to behave myself tonight. But it just released something in me. And when she shared scripture and everything, and the other thing about Dawn Michelle, um, is that's my sister's name. Her first name is Dawn and her middle name is oh. Michelle. So. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We were seventies kids, uh, Dawn and Glenn, you know, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yep. And we have, uh, I just put the comment up just a second ago after I get the, the weather forecast off the screen here that you can't see. Um, I'm not quite interested in that right now. We got Philip Neeson. He is checking out the Midnight Wedding. Sweet. Philip is the lead singer for Winter's Resurrection in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, so, nice. Yes. I'm excited. Thank you, yes. That means a lot, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, Philip, go ahead and check them out. And uh, it is a small world because um, my second oldest son is marrying Philip's daughter in October. Oh. So yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Congrats. Awesome. Congrats. Thank you. So yeah. yes, you have kids as well and they do grow up and they do, they oh, do get yes. married. So cherish oh, yes. the time. It goes very, very hard. quickly. <laughs> well, we have to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back with some more questions. And yeah, we're going to talk about those Ravens too, because everything over here is Raven themed. <laughs> A perfect way to proudly display your love of God and country is with a custom-made wooden flag from 100% reclaimed materials. The Rugged American Flag Company can design a custom wooden flag for you or a loved one. A custom wooden flag makes the perfect gift for those serving in the military, law enforcement, emergency services, or any other profession of service. Call 803-521-0708 or email the Rugged American Flag Company, that's the Rugged American FLGCO, at gmail.com to design your flag today. Stay rugged and rock on, America. 
And we are back. And Philip says, my pleasure, guys. Those crazy kids. Yes, they are crazy. October is the big day where the knot is going to get. We're going to have a wedding. We're going to have a wedding. It fits right with it. Philip, you, I mean, talk about Providence. Well, here we are talking about the midnight wedding. And if Sam and Savannah would like to have a wedding at midnight with lanterns and and torches and a parade, we can make that happen. We can, we can do all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about one of your latest releases, because we have a lot of new viewers that are just coming on right now in the the later part of this uh, edition here. And we're going to share another song and it's entitled Kill Me. And it's about some very serious issues uh, about the issue of depression and suicide. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about this song before we watch it? Um, Yes. So Kill Me is something that is very, very personal to me um, as I am someone who has struggled uh, throughout my lifetime with depression, uh, suicidal thoughts, um, and even a couple suicidal attempts when I was younger. And it's something that seems to be quite often like you're made to almost keep quiet about it. You know, um, men are men themselves are someone that are 70% of the suicide rate are all male. And of that 70%, uh, 82% of those are all men of faith. Right. And so that's something that that's huge. That struck my, that struck, struck me so hard because it, it feels like that we can't talk about it. We got to keep silent about it. And I remember one night that I was, I was really struggling and I was praying to God and I was saying, God, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I, I want to live my life in joy. And I know that you're the reason and I'm going to keep fighting, but I need your help. And and God spoke to my heart and said, Brandon, you have to talk about it. If you don't talk about it, it's going to kill you. And so uh, that's when I started. I went home. Caitlin had no idea that I was struggling with these things. We'd been married for a few years at this point. And um, I, I just went home to her and I, I poured myself out and said, this is how I've been feeling for a long time. And and it was in those moments. And then I poured myself out to Josiah when we started writing the song. And it was in those moments that I found freedom and release by crying out to God, crying out to my my friends, my family, my wife, and saying, I'm, I'm struggling with these things and I need some help. And um, that's what the song is about. It's about that you speak up, say something, say something, anything, because your life is worth fighting for. Because if you don't, it, it will eventually kill you. And that we don't want that. We want you to live. And it is especially hard for men because mm-hmm. the common perception is suck it up and drive yep. on. And then there's also this misperception that men don't deal with that. And there's sometimes yep. you'll talk to people and they'll be like, Oh, you're just being weak or you're just deflecting or, or things like that. And if you talk to somebody and they're not listening to you, I would encourage people to find somebody that will listen to you in that type mm-hmm. situation. Just don't bottle it up and don't let those daggers of, yeah, suck it up, buttercup, you know, right. get yeah. it. it. It is a hard place to be as man. Um, it's very difficult. This is the music video for Kill Me. And I do want to warn our viewers because it is it is intense. I mean, it is an intense video. You do put the uh, the warning at the beginning, but boy, it is a good video. And we're going to talk about that right when we get back from this. This is Kill Me by The Midnight Wedding.
children of the night. What music they make.
can somebody please tell me why this is not on the radio? Can somebody answer that question? Please, please message us why this is not on the radio. This is better, not just in the content, but the sound of most of the stuff. I'll tell you what, when I turn on the regular radio, I am tired of hearing the same old 90s songs over and over and over again. It's like, oh, please. And this is so raw and fresh. And we've got quite a few comments coming through here on this, but I have to do this. This song, Kill Me, is Amy's pick from the Lithos Cry Raven's Heart <laughs> Studio. This is this is the song. And I got to tell you what, because the video man at the end, she's going all Buffy the Vampire Slayer and everything yeah. like that at the end. And that is so awesome. <laughs> and in watching it, the production quality, because you were taking a risk in doing something like this. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, yeah. when you mix things like that, you're taking a risk. And... It came off so well, and Jermaine uh, said it so uh, so well in his comment that this video was done beautifully, uh, absolutely beautifully done video. Far surpasses anything that was on Elvira at 11 o'clock at night on Friday nights <laughs> in, the, in the 80s. So Philip says, you're that. Uh, you're, um, you're tired of Bon Jovi, LOL. <laughs> yeah, I am tired of Bon Jovi. Tired of Stairway to Heaven. And I'm, I'm tired of... Um, yeah, all that stuff. I I really don't even <laughs> listen to regular uh, radio anymore. So uh, Philip says, loving it heavy and to the point. Great video production and music. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you. And then Jermaine. Jermaine speaks in emojis and Love it. it's it's all good emojis and he's he's loving it too. That is so one I love that video, just the way that it was done. Now here's the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Is there like a temp service where you hire vampires or <laughs> how, how did you get a vampire? <laughs> um, so Joel Burris, who's uh, actually done all of our music videos, including the one with Don Michelle that's going to be coming out here real soon. Um, and he's doing uh, the third and final part to the Outcast trilogy uh, for our next single off our next album. Um, Joel is he's a man of amazing talent and the music videos yes. that he's done for us and yeah. that he's done for other people. is just absolutely incredible. And he's such a visionary. And um, when we came to him and said, Hey, you know, he, he, we were talking, he's like, so what's depression like? And I said, man, it's like a vampire. It, it sucks you life. It, it drains you and it leaves you feel empty. And, and, and he was like, I think I was like, I think I've got an idea. <laughs> so, um, he he knew um, Fiona is um, the vampire in the music video. Um, she's an artist here out of Nashville, Tennessee, and um, he knew her. And he called her and said, "Hey, you want to you want to come play a vampire for the day?" And she she signed up right. Um, and then Adrian Biaco is our our, our heroine, and uh, she was in the first part one of the Outcast trilogy, which uh, that was for the music video, I Swear, and you will see both of them return for the part three of the Outcast trilogy when we release our first single off of our next album coming up here nice. soon. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm glad they understood what you wanted, that it wasn't an umpire that you wanted, <laughs> <laughs> but that you yeah. wanted a vampire. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That is great. I mean, the, the acting in it, the special effects, the way that it's I even saw those bats fly out at the beginning too. Yes. Uh, I'm like, oh man, that that is so cool that 
that you did that again the production quality of that is just and my raven is far there's my raven he's and let's talk about that he wants to be talked about uh there we go yes there's my raven on top of the skull and you know a lot of people Love are like it. oh man that's that's uh you know that's witchcraft and all that stuff well we have to remember that jesus was crucified at a place called calvary the place of the skull the skull and yep that's, right. that's where the victory was won was in the skull so absolutely right. why why the raven imagery why why what draws you to that why do you incorporate that i want to hear your story so there's there's a couple a couple parts to that um, one is the raven is used by God more than any other animal in the Bible to bring provision to God's people right so he brought coin uh, through a raven he brought food through a raven um, and even the raven was one the first to discover hey there's still some land out here after the flood happened right and so the raven is it feels like it's like God providing something for us right and then the other part is uh, the raven it was so long it always looked upon as a dark omen and a curse and something that should be shooed away from and for me and my story and my testimony when I went through some of the worst trials of my life I found myself rejected by religious people not Christians but by religious people yes and the people that I wanted to to that I needed help from are the ones that outcasted me and said, "You're no longer good enough. You can't be a part of us." They they turned me away. They they started seeing me like I was a dark omen, a, a bad a bad place. And and that that's where God pointed me to Scripture of how much the raven is used by Him and what what man and the enemy intend for evil, God will use for good. And that is kind of what the Raven is all about is it's because I, I was labeled the Raven when I was going through the worst time of my life and um, hounded and beat down and brought down by religious, again, not Christians, but by religious people. And it, it, it became kind of my anthem, our, our, our outcry. Very similar stories, Brandon. That's how the Raven came into my life as well. Oh my goodness! Uh, it's uh, and, and you and I we can we can talk offline about it. Uh, um, when I was going through some of my darkest times, I was fed by ravens, not literal ravens, but mm -hmm. fed by ravens, um, outcasts from the religious society, um, religious yeah. culture um, that fed me um, mm -hmm. spiritually. Mm -hmm. And you know, from the some of the strangest places you would think of, and even provided some things for me too. And it's really so. very unlikely. And I wrote a book. I did. I wrote one. I'm not here to sell That's the awesome. book tonight, but I wrote a book about how God uses heavy metal, and um, okay. that was one of the things. And as I was doing the study, and this is one of those things, I had to go back the next day back into Strong's Concordance to see if I was really seeing this or if I was missing something or had the numbers mixed up and things like that. I was studying about the voice crying in the wilderness and the rocks that cry out and John the Baptist and John the Baptist vocalization was that of a raven in the wilderness, according to the Greek and to the Hebrew. So it's like, Oh, okay. So my view on distorted vocals and a lot of things really changed very quickly, especially during that time that John the Baptist ministered. Everything was very religious and stoic and him out in the wilderness. There had to be a different sound, a different frequency 
and yeah. uh, for people to hear. And there was a, uh, a prophet many, many years ago by the name of Leonard Raven Hill. Um, he was David Wilkerson's mentor, as a matter of fact. And he did a sermon on John the Baptist's ministry. And the people that John the Baptist attracted to his ministry were the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the soldiers. They would all go out to the wilderness to see the spectacle that was going on out there. And I was like, it makes sense now. And that's how what you're doing fits in to the new sound that God is using to pierce through that religious wall to reach people, even those that are religious, um, to break that so yeah. that they can walk in true freedom. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk some more about ravens offline sometime, but they are, <laughs> love to. Fa- yeah, they are fascinating birds. And um, I was telling Kate and I was out uh, on a trip in the Sierra Desert last week, uh, a business trip. And as we were out there, I looked on a post and there was a raven sitting there looking right at me. And I knew, I was like, I'm in the right place doing the right thing right now. Because whenever I see a large crow or raven, not that I'm into omens, but God just shows me through certain signs that when I'm moving in the right direction. uh, There was even one time where we don't have like ravens in South Carolina. We've got, Mm. you know, crows mostly. And there was one afternoon that a raven actually showed up in our backyard and um, oh, yeah, cool. yeah, I was like, that's "Whoa, amazing. it is!" I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm on the right track. I know I know we're doing the right thing here." Um, what would you say is the mission of the Midnight Wedding? What What is it? The vision that God's planted in your heart? What I think is funny is you you said out, you know, outcast, and it's funny because that's literally what we talk about all the time is reaching the outcast. That's what we feel we're supposed to do, you know, cause we don't need to preach to the people who know about Jesus. I mean, of course we want them to listen to music and, um, everybody needs to be fed. You know, it's not that, but our, our mission we feel is to reach that person who is going through the stuff that we've gone through because, you know, he's talked about suicide, um, depression, you know, I deal with anxiety, depression. Um, we all suffer something in our mm-hmm. lives. Like we all have something. Yeah. Um, and it's just those people that feel rejected and lost and they don't know who to go to. And that's kind of like, you know, we want to accept everybody and that's, that's who we want to reach. That's awesome. If it wasn't for the Christians in my life, for the ones that reached out to me when I had been beat up and tossed aside by the religious few the loudest ones out there. If it wasn't for the Christians in my life, like my wife and Josiah and the, 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 all the guys and disciple and, and um, my, our pastor friend, if it wasn't for them, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And I always picture my, I always picture to myself that there are so many people out there that don't have the Josiahs or the, the relationship with the, with the guys from disciple or the, the pastors that are the ones that are saying, Hey, it's okay. You made a mistake. It's time to get back up, repent, turn from it and move forward. And if, if that's why I'm, this is my mission. This is our mission. This is what we want is we want those people to know that they are so loved and that there is nothing 
nothing that can separate them from Jesus Christ because he already knew. And the moment that you go to him, the moment that you turn back is the moment, just like the prodigal son, that the father will accept you back with open arms and Mm -hmm. put new robes on you and clean you up and make you as if you had never left. And, and that is such, that is the, that is the, I mean, the whole Bible, if you look at the Bible, it's, it's a store, it's a book full of failures and catastrophes and violence and all of this other stuff, but it all leads to one point, And that point is Jesus Christ, which is the bright point, the, the, the grace. And it's the reason why God used, um, you know, Noah, who was a drunk, David, who was an adulterer, um, Abraham, who, you know, he, he deceived people when he was like, oh, that's not my, that's not my wife. That's my sister. You know, like all of those (laughs) kind of things, you know, so Jacob, the liar, uh, Paul, who did not, or I'm sorry, Peter, who denied Christ. And, and Paul, who murdered Christians, you know, he uses the very worst of us because he shows the power of grace and the love of Jesus Christ. And, that's our mission. We want people to know that, that they are loved no matter who they are, no matter what they have done. All they have to do is call upon the name of Jesus Christ, confess with their heart and, and, and speak with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and salvation is theirs. That's it. That's it. Salvation is for everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and that's the entire world. It's not just something for Americans. It's not just something for old people, young people, or people that live in the Bible Belt on the South. It is for everybody. And I love, Brandon, what you're doing is you're peeling back the caricatures of the Bible. You know, um, a lot of people have this misunderstanding of what's in scripture because of what they've seen on TV or what they've heard from somebody else. And when you look at the rawness of the Bible, um, you know, I don't know of any other religion and I hate to use that word, but any other faith or whatever you would want to call all that Mm -hmm. other stuff, uh, that would show the failures of some of the giants of the faith. Yep. That's just raw. I mean, that's just real and raw. None of these, you know, um, people were perfect at all right, in the exactly. least bit. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, unfortunately we've, we've deified them in some ways and religion has done that. You know, there, there is no St. John, the divine. I mean, there was, you know, no. the only thing divine about him was Christ living in him. That's it. He had, yes. he was, he was like you and me. He was just mm-hmm. like you yep. and me. Yeah. I want to ask an artistic question because we have a lot of artists that are watching tonight. Um, you have a lot of influences. If you could share with us some of your influences musically, um, secular, Christian, and then how do you balance inspiration with influence? That's something I'm really kind of curious about. Um, my favorite, and I've, I've spoken about this many times. Um, so if you know me, I'm saying it again. Kelly Clarkson is my number one uh, inspiration, I think, just because she has so much passion. Not only can she sing, but just her passion, um, I really just admire that. And uh, so, like, secular, I listen to a lot of that, a lot of pop. Um, listen to a lot of country. So I like a lot of country artists, too. But also with worship music, you know, I love Meredith Andrews. I think her voice is just beautiful. Um, and that actually influenced, uh, I think, a couple songs, at least one off of our new album. I know for sure I was like, Josiah, I want this to sound like this song from Meredith Andrews. Um, but it's it's kind of like 
you know, the way I songwrite, and I think Brandon, I think we kind of do the same thing is where we, we have our notes all the time. I don't know how many notes we have that we just write our lyrics. Like when we are going through something, um, anytime we just feel inspired lyrically, we just jot it down. Um, and then jo we go to Josiah and maybe we have this sort of vision for it. Just like I said with Meredith Andrews, I had a vision and I go to him and he puts the music to it. And then we just kind of finish it together. Um, and so far that's pretty much how I write. Mm -hmm. And then, Brandon, I think that's pretty much how you write, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like for the kind of inspiration of the album, like we we just kind of talked about what we want the album to collectively mean together, right? To have a full theme. And for this new album, um, just a, a little hint, the album is titled A Telltale Heart. More ravens. More ravens. But yeah, it, it's just, it is an outpouring and an outcry of our scars and what we have been through. It's our testimony. It's, it's how we feel that God has brought us from point A to point B. And, and even some of the songs that we wrote, you know, like there's the, the stereotypical Christian song of like, this is my struggle and then this is my overcoming. But like a, a few of the songs, there, there is no overcoming. It's just right. the pain. This is the struggle that I've been through, right? And so, and that's something that that I think resonates from even the Book of Psalms when David, at many times, like he said, "Oh, that I wish that I had the wings of a of a dove that I would fly far, far away from here." Right? There was no resolution to his to his moments um, other than just trusting in in God, and that's why David was a man after his own heart. And that's kind of where this next album is coming from. Nice. Um, and, uh, but for me, I, I would just write, I would just word vomit and I would be like, okay, this is, this is how <laughs> I'm feeling. And then I would send it to Josiah and we would start picking things out of there and being like, okay, this, this really works. This is what we're going to write about. And so, which, yeah. which is, which is great because for, for the first album and even the first singles, Caitlin and I wrote separately. So she would write with Josiah and then I would write with Josiah. Well, this album, we actually have a song on there, uh, a very first song that all three of us wrote together. And um, it's, it's going to be our first single off the album and it, it's, it's very powerful. It's, it's a mutiny song. So <laughs> hey, um, all right. I, I did this much, Brandon. Oh, I did no, this she much. did a lot. <laughs> no, come on. You give me too much. Uh, um, but for me, um, musically inspiration, like modern-wise, definitely Disciple. I've been a huge Disciple fan since I can remember. Um, Memphis Mayfire, uh, Breaking Benjamin, Shine Down. Yeah. those kind of bands are, are big. But it, and in my heart, I'm an 80s child. Petra, Bon Jovi. <laughs> Uh, White Hearts. Oh uh, yes, you yes. know all, all the all the greats uh, from from back in the eighties. Def Leppard. I'm a huge Def Leppard fan. I love I love that stuff, and and uh, it, it's great to combine the modern with the classic, yeah. and um, and kind of see how that unfolds. With well, I mean, we did that with the last album, and we're doing it again with this album, and so it's just it's just amazing. That is that is amazing. Yes, Def Leppard. Man, I, oh man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, let me ask you this question. Did you kind of get lost on them after Hysteria a little bit where they became more commercial? Um, I think you were uh, listening to that, weren't you? In the car recently? Well, yeah, so uh, we just took a family vacation to the Appalachian Mountains and we were driving back home and I literally cranked up uh, Def Leppard yes, playlists did. and just let it play. for <laughs> like Just just let it play? Hours. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no. <laughs> I I really love their early early stuff on through the night, high and dry, pyromania. Yes. You know that when they were just they were just doing their thing, you know. And then it became yeah. to me it became a little bit more commercialized. But uh, man, Def Leppard, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got into them with uh, Adrenalize. That was my very first album of them. So I really did enjoy that album. Um, and some of the albums after that, I felt like they were trying too much to go with the trend. Uh, yeah. But then the their newer albums kind of circled back to where they start from. So it's it's yeah. it's really great to see. I mean, there's those guys are still selling out arenas. So you know, I like, know <laughs> they're doing awesome. <laughs> it just goes to show you're never too old to rock. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jermaine commented he loves the 80s as well and Kelly Clarkson too. Yes. Uh, that, that is that is good stuff. So when can we expect the new releases to come out? Um, we are looking at the new sing- newest single release hopefully here in the next couple of weeks. Oh sweet. Uh, but- we're trying to get everything put together and ready to rock and roll. Um, we're hoping mid to late August on that. And then looking for an October to November release of the full album. So um, super excited. The album Just is mostly say. done. Um, we, we have gotten through most of it. There's, we still have a couple more songs to uh, record and a couple surprises up our, up our sleeve with uh, this album. And so we're, we're definitely hoping, hoping for an October, November release for the full album. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely make sure that, uh, you know, all, all the people who are doing radio stations will get the single early and you guys can hear the single before it's ever released. That's awesome. So we've got a lot of people that are watching and learning about the Midnight Wedding for the first time. You've got a release that's coming out. How can they keep tabs on what is going on and when that release comes out so they don't miss it? Um, stay stay tuned to all of our social media pages. Uh, right now we're having an issue with our Instagram. Like, I don't know, we're locked out of it somehow. So trying to figure that out. But um, stay, stay tuned to our, our, our social media pages. Um, we will definitely be posting, keeping things on on there on fly um and we do have a website coming out pretty soon the midnightwedding.com um we're trying to work on that one so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um and then of course uh any just to also stay tuned to broadhead music groups uh pages as well um this is our first album that we're releasing with them and so we love our record company bmg they're incredible people men have got men and women of god um and the the late our label mates on it like oh man these these people are the real deal and so we're so grateful that we get to release our sophomore album uh with them and so we're, we're super pumped that is that is great. I mean, you guys were cranking out music for, I mean, good music for a couple of years, and now all of a sudden you've signed with BMG. Why now going with Broadhead Music Group? Um, we we always kind of for a long time really wanted to kind of get under a label just to kind of get that additional support uh, for us. Like God has kind of really blessed us in a lot of ways that we've been able to consistently release content um especially for like for us so this new album uh is coming out but we're already in the process of working on our next three album cycle releases so oh. yes yeah, so we're, <laughs> we're we're not we're not done we're we're still being very proactive with everything and and you know we we wanted the opportunity to kind of connect with the label and um 
one of our, our good friends, uh, Rob Montez, actually commented last night. Uh, he uh, he he knew the guys from BMG, and he kind of made the connection with us. And and Randall Broadhead, the owner of BMG, came to the studio and sat with us in the studio while we were recording the album. And we got to hear his heart and their mission behind what Broadhead, and it, it completely aligns aligns with us. Like awesome. they want to reach the outcasts, they want to reach the center, they want to reach the people who've been rejected and, and thrown up, thrown aside, and. And that just completely lines up with our vision and our heart. Uh, and so we're, we're like, we're absolutely want to do this. And so like for us, it's it just, we want the opportunity to get out there. We want to reach people. We want to reach a, a, a larger audience. And so uh, BMG is giving us this opportunity to work with them and be a small part of what they're doing. That is so awesome. Yeah, I've worked with Randall, worked with Jeff uh, on the production and for events that we do here in Charleston and worked with other BMG artists and what they've got going on. God's behind it 100%. And we have an artist question for you from Philip from Winner's Resurrection. He wants to know, are you guys full-time musicians? Um, no, <laughs> no, we're we, not. We uh, wish. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's our hope. It's our hope uh, one day to be able to step in that ministry full time. Um, e- even if, like, you know, uh, Kayla and I have always talked about it. We we don't need to be like the Nickelback song and have ten mansions and all this other stuff. <laughs> right. You know, we, we just <laughs> we just want the opportunity to be able to do it full time, and and even if that means we still even work other side jobs and stuff like that. Because like for me, I, I work in retail. I, I catch shoplifters for a living. That's my full-time job. Um, and then I, I run uh, tabletop games for people as, a, as another part-time job that I make some really good side money on. And uh, Caitlin works part-time at Target um, in retail world. And, That's not uh, where I work. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. just kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's fine. It's, uh, <laughs> But, uh, um, and then, but mostly Caitlin's like a stay at home mom and she actually works on most of the band's merchandise and designing the merchandise to kind of help us sell that stuff. And then she works on, um, other merchandising projects as well. It's not being easy being an artist. No, no, <laughs> it's not <laughs> cheap either. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's definitely not cheap. Like for us, like Jesus said it the best in the Bible is count the cost. Right. If if you are going to do something and you're going to commit to it, count the cost before you do it so that you understand what it's going to cost you. If you want to do music as a side hobby, absolutely do it. Like pursue your passion. But understand that if you're wanting to be like the other bands that are out there playing full time, that they're out there pursuing um, the career aspect, understand that. It, it's going to come with a cost and mm-hmm. um, right. it, it's, it's never easy, but if you count the cost and you understand the cost before you get into it, you, you won't find much disappointment. In fact, you'll find a lot of fulfillment through it. Yeah. There is a lot of sacrifice, both mentally, physically, and even financially. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're not living the nickelback life. I love how you <laughs> use that analogy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it, it's, it's not that way. Uh, everything that you see that, people are doing with a true heart towards the Lord, there's financial sacrifice involved with it to get that message out. And that I really so clearly see that that's your heart is to that sacrifice that you're giving mentally, physically, artistically, creatively, and even financially to get the message out to those that, that need it. So, but you know, when you watch the videos, it looks like you are full-time musicians. You do it. It's grace. (laughs) It's grace. You know, We'll it, it, it's, <laughs> it's grace. Once explain grace to somebody like this, it's kind of like 
um, Jar Jar Binks in the Phantom Menace on the battlefield where he's, you know, doing all these great exploits and, you know, he's just fumbling around all over the place, but it's all working together. And that's the way that I feel sometimes working in that, in that grace. It's like, I really don't know how this is going or even really what I'm doing, but I'm just not here for the ride and God takes care of the rest. And to tell you the truth, I really don't deserve any of it. You know, it's got nothing to do with me and it's all about him. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. I have one quick announcement because we've got another really big shoe next week at Thursday night at 8 p.m. And this is who we got come up. Coming up, we've got the last trumpet from North Carolina. They are a major force. Yes, you see my face here on the Raven's Heart live stream, but Tiffany and Christopher are a major force behind Lithos Cry, the Raven's Heart podcast, and the Get Revelation Rock Fest. They've been with us in this endeavor for several years, so we're going to bring them on because they've got some new releases coming out. Yes, and you want to talk about a, yes, you want to talk about a band that has grown since I first met them several years ago. So, oh, and Philip has one closing comment for tonight. He says, yeah, there's not a lot of Steely Dan bands out there selling millions of records. (laughs) 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 Stephen Jones is, is weighing in. He says, checking out your band now the midnight wedding thank you for joining us Stephen. and christopher fogelman who's watching he's like i love the last trumpet yes we love the last trumpet (laughs) they will be on next week 8 p.m eastern time and sports fans music fans until next week peace out and rock on lithoscry.com